Welcome everybody to another episode of Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Trillificent. I am pleased to be back for another week. Excited. I feel like I'm finally getting back into the groove of the show. I know I've been putting out shows, but as a creative, sometimes when you put out a product, you just know that it's not up to par. It's not your best. Last week's episode was like a stepping stone to getting back to where I was, and now I'm here. I feel good. I'm in the spot. I did my outline in advance. I feel I feel trillificent again. You know what I mean? All right. So, as you can hear, I have a guest. But before we I introduce the guest, make sure you guys are using the hashtag GaySidePod when you listen to the show. If you have commentary on Twitter or if you post on facebook or instagram use that hashtag if you listen on soundcloud feel free to leave comments like repost do all of that good stuff help spread the word and get into this show so i have a guest i have not had a guest in a while so that's why another reason why i'm so excited because having a guest while it's more work it it's fun. Like, it's just fun to have conversations with people with different personalities, different perspectives. So, this week, I'm actually going to let him introduce himself. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, my name is uh, Falu, and I am the host of the Get Into It podcast. Um, so, pretty much, what you need to know about me is that I'm like a 20-year-old, um, ooh, a 21-year-old. Baby. Ooh, a baby. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a child. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Similar, uh, twenty-one-year-old uh, uh, black French dude. So yeah, uh, I may not sound like the average French person, but I'm definitely like a whole ass French guy. I never step a foot in the U.S. All that shit. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I'm. <laughs> okay, so first of all, shout out to the first international uh, collaboration. Yes, uh, burr, 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 come on. Burr. So, but you're at you're French, but you're actually of like direct African descent, right? Yes, my both of my parents are Senegalese immigrants. Yeah, come on, see that's one step away from Wakanda. I'm here for it, girl. Here if, for it, all right. Let me tell you, bitch. So you host a show called Get Into It, and it's a it's a good show, like a short show, probably about what mm-hmm. thirty minutes or so. Yeah, it's like a little quick, you know. Um, rundown of things you're getting into right right uh, i especially like the music part Mm, because you hear especially with you being in france (laughs) 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 you know but just having a different ear and having a different musical culture you hear and you listen to things that i may not necessarily be aware of or privy to or something that i would have to dig into it almost reminds me sometimes of the music segment that they do on the friend zone when they start digging into these artists that I haven't heard of before and I have mm, to do yeah. my research. It's kind of the same thing. But I do exactly. have a quick question about your podcast before we move on. Mm-hmm. And that is, I noticed that you concentrate a lot on American topics and I was just curious as to why. Well, the thing is, I always wanted to have uh, a podcast that would connect with a English English speaking, you know, audience, right? Right. So I would, you know, 
so my scope of news is indeed always things that are geared, geared towards um, American news. The reason is here in France, people aren't really into, you know, American news like that. I mean, they are, but to like a certain extent, you know, and they aren't passionate about it the way I am. Right. So, uh, and on top of that, American people, it is no shade to America, really no shade, but it's kind of like self-centered. So if I were to have like my podcast in English, right, and talk about French news that aren't really interesting, to be honest, but hey, let's say I would talk about, you know, French news, all that. I don't think that I would be able to connect with um, a U.S. or even like uh, England English you know, audience. So that's the real reason why. And it's just more exciting. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I for me, it. it's like I grew up in it. Okay. And it's what I am uh, on social media and all that and acquainted to. Like if you go to my YouTube, YouTube account or Twitter account or whatever, it's just American people. They're all just like British things that no French thing. The French thing are like lame to me. French is like <laughs> so white, not inclusive at all. Oh, and well. Niggas here like hotep, like royalty, and it's like not for me. It's not my scene. Yeah, you know no, I mean? that makes sense. That yeah. you know, if you don't really connect with the culture that you're yeah, immersed in, and then English speaking pop culture is so huge. Exactly. So I get it. It makes sense, and I think also it's it, it provides an interesting perspective to have someone so far removed, mm-hmm. but really not. But it's yeah. like, but you've never been immersed in the culture, but you're, so it's kind of like you're on the outside looking in, exactly. but you experience the culture. So that's yeah. a different perspective that you give. And I just, I don't know what, for whatever reason, I keep thinking about the episode where you were like dragging Omarosa. And, and at first I was like, what is this little French boy doing? <laughs> dragging. <laughs> I mean, not that Omarosa doesn't need to have her ass dragged, but still, and that was what made me really think about that question. I was like, this little French boy dragging the shit out of Omarosa. That's so... It was random to me, but I got my life. So anyway, <laughs> speaking of life being received, yes, we're going to move on to the... I'm resurrecting the School and Life segment. I have not forgotten, but, you know, shit happens. So... I believe we have the same school in life. So this yeah, is going to turn into a mini people. standing session. If you don't mm-hmm. like it, I mean, Girl, fast forward get- a few, mm-hmm. you know, hit that 30 second fast forward on whatever podcast app that you use, mm-hmm. you know, maybe about four times or so. Anyway, so our school in life is that on the run to is not has not only been confirmed, the tickets have Pre-sale tickets have already gone on sale. And let me just tell you, I got my tickets. Uh, Nikki and I, you guys have heard me talk about Nikki, a.k.a. Texas Hummingbird on Twitter. We got our Mm -hmm. tickets. We will be in the place in September. September is so far away. So that's the only thing that really annoys me about this. Mm -hmm. But But the thing is... Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but here in France, we already have like the final tickets because the dates in France are earlier, uh, yeah. July 14. Yeah, y'all, y'all's dates are a lot earlier. But the thing is, with me personally, I'm at a crossroad in my life right now. Let oh. me tell you why. Uh, 
I don't know where I'm going to be <laughs> in the next few months because I'm currently in the process true. of um, graduating for from a college, and after that, I'm supposed to uh, perform and carry out a internship in the U.S. Right? Oh, shout out to you! Congratulations. Yeah, but the thing is, it's still like in the talks and you know, yeah, um, negotiating and find out where I want to go because I have like a friend of mine here that is helping me a lot and you know try to like place me somewhere but I might end up in ATL or Philadelphia and you know I don't know where I'm going to be yeah. in, the, in the US yeah. right the US and is I'm like, big so you got a lot of options yes okay and I don't know where I'm going to be and the thing is in July I don't even know if I'm going to be in France you know what I mean right. and um I want to take my because I did take took the took the the fucking tickets, but I'm like I want to be there in France, but I probably won't be. So I'm gonna you know sell them afterwards, perhaps. But I don't know. I'm like at a crossroad right now. And the fact that Beyonce releases her tour on like at this point in my life, I'm like, girl, why you gotta do <laughs> like that? Like why you gotta you know Beyonce doesn't care about what you have going on in your exactly. life. She doesn't care about your financial situation she doesn't care about your mental health she doesn't care she does what mm-hmm. she wants when she wants to do it mm-hmm. and i'm here for it like they Aren't like crystal said mad? on the read mm-hmm. you know when you stay ready you don't have to get ready so if you had your b savings fund oh yeah i did that then, for promotion world tour then i did not did that for on the run but I still managed to get my, my coins. Before the Formation World Tour, I had my like my B fund. Like I really was prepared. Absolutely. I was like, you, have to you ain't prepared. calling me off garbage. I'm not playing. Listen, I but... wasn't playing. Like I told y'all before, I went to Formation three times. I yes. wasn't supposed to, but it just happened to work out that there was a show in Baltimore like the day after my birthday. So, and I was like, I don't want to miss the chance to go experience Beyonce with two of my closest mm-hmm. friends, Juanita and Bree. So anyway, we're not talking about formation. We're talking about on the run too. I'm excited. I there. I'm not. I, I mean, I you know, this is one of those things where it's like I I get fans and the beehive. I get how y'all are upset on Beyonce's behalf. However, think, the thing mm. about it is Beyonce and Jay-Z are already past whatever happened. Like she yeah, would but, not have put it in her music if they were still going through. Like y'all true. have to realize this is stuff that happened probably years ago. Years ago, yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? So for y'all to still be mm-hmm. that mad and and for me I went to the first on the run and I've seen Jay-Z. I think I went to where he was on tour with Justin Timberlake. Jay-Z puts on a good show, so I'm not mad. Plus I mean, it's J fucking Z. Like, I mean, if yeah. he's a pure Beyonce, if you you know fan, then I guess. But the whole, I mean, the, some of the jokes are funny, but overall, I feel like we're starting to creep into the territory of it being weird mm-hmm. because it's like y'all are really upset about yeah. like this is not mm-hmm. y'all's marriage. True. I know he just disres- and and at the end of the day, the. The things that happen, number one, can't be changed. Number First two, have already been dealt with. And number three, gave us lemonade. So mm. you, you sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. You know, true, that's true, all true. I'm saying. But personally, the reason why I'm mad, Jesse, is there's not because he cheated on Beyonce, all that shit. Like, I'm, it's 
these people aren't, you know, they're like, they're not a friend of mine. So it's not that. Right. It's more so, to be honest, if Jay-Z on stage, it, mean, it just means like less time for Vince to perform. It's just that. Yeah, but well, the <laughs> thing about just... it is, if they do it anything like, or if they improve on the way that mm-hmm. they did the first they're gonna do things the together, run, yeah. then I, I don't know. Everything, to me, to me, because mm. everybody, you know, did not enjoy on the run. But to me, the way that they did it, it was so seamless. And sometimes you would have Beyonce and her girls out there dancing while Jay, Jay-Z was performing. So it was like everything was so fast paced that you mm. didn't really get a chance to miss Beyonce when she wasn't on stage. Okay. Well, from that part, okay. From that perspective, okay. I could see you how You know what I mean? Because it's not like Beyonce performs and then mm. the stage goes dark for like, you know. 10 seconds and then jay-z like they bounce off of each other their songs mesh mm-hmm. into each other like it's an ongoing thing they perform their songs together they toss it back and forth so yeah. it's it, it i mean it's non-stop except for the the breaks where they take a break and they change clothes like yeah. outside of that it's non-stop and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people like i said they may not be Jay-Z fans and they may not listen to Jay-Z in their everyday life because I don't listen I'm a Jay-Z fan but I don't listen to I don't listen to rap like that. Yeah, me too. But when I was in the stadium and just experiencing on the first on the run and he starts hitting those old classics mm. you don't you you, you 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 start getting your life because it's Jay-Z when he busts yeah. out with Hard Knock Life or or what's another Jay-Z song um I don't know uh I just want to see I just want to hear like Family Chief. Izzo or you know what I'm saying it's one of his old you know if he, one of his older songs mm-hmm. and you see I mean everybody's getting I mean number one if I'm going to a if I'm spending money on a concert like I'm not going into it with a bad attitude like oh no I'm you're not going to enjoy Jay Z like no I'm going to enjoy Jay Z I'm going to enjoy Beyonce and I'm going to enjoy whatever the fuck <laughs> you know what I mean there may be mm-hmm. libations whatever the case may be because Ooh, yeah. I remember I think when I went to on the oh god when I went to on the run and I had that that strawberita oh Jesus Christ. And my friend was making fun of me because we had listened to the Mango Rita ex, uh, episode of The Read. And he was like, so, how do you feel? So he kept asking me, how did I feel when I was drinking that strawberry? And I was like, I was just, it's so hot. Like, it's very hot. Anyway, <laughs> so, School and Life, we are excited for Beyonce and Jay-Z for On The Run 2. And... That's that. I was going to get into another point, but I'm not about to spend time because I don't I don't argue over the queen. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Like, I don't need to defend her over stupid remarks that y'all out here making y'all miserable. And it, it just shows. So we're going to move on to the come quick segment. Yes, I'm going to come, sir. Oh, yeah. So first and foremost, I resurrected the Twitter polls. I just, you know. I was sitting at work and I was like, you know, I haven't done a Twitter poll in a while. So let me go ahead and do this. So the question is, in your opinion or your experience, because, hey, you know, you never know. Mm. You never know. What is the length of time that one should wait 
before Netflix and chill becomes Netflix and drill. Mm. So the answers are five to 10 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes or 30 to 45 minutes. So with 35% of the vote as of now, we're still 10 hours left in the poll. People saying 20 to 30 minutes, like that's all it takes. And it's time to get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. With 32% of the vote, it is 30 to 45 minutes. So, okay, we need a little bit more time to get comfortable. We need to make sure that we're not too invested in the movie or whatever it is that we're watching. Mm-hmm. You know, we may even need to take a, a bathroom trip just to make sure that <laughs> all your shit is in, in yeah. order. You know what I'm saying? Don't, like going don't through want to nobody. No, 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 not, no, 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 no. That is different. If you go to somebody's house for Netflix and chill and your stomach is doing gymnastics, you need to go home. <laughs> you do not go to their bathroom to try to take care of your yeah. issue. No, that, that is disgusting. Like that. that is disrespectful. And yeah. you probably will need your ass beat if you try that. <laughs> no, when I say go to the bathroom, that means check out their shit. Make sure their bathroom is clean. If they have oh, okay. a medicine cabinet, go through the medicine. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's your opportunity to do a little snooping to make sure that they are on the up and up. Yeah. All right? That is not the time. That is not the... Like, if... No, 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 no. If your, if your stomach sounds like a, a battle royale, <laughs> you need to exit stage left. Okay? With 18% of the vote is 10 to 20 minutes. Y'all don't waste no time. Yeah, and with fifteen percent of the vote is five to ten minutes, which I feel like if it's five to ten minutes, then why even have why even bother with Netflix? Just come yeah. in, exactly. Come in and it- get naked and get get to whatever it is that y'all are planning on doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like why wait? Well, it's like a Snickers bar. <laughs> so what's what is your answer? Um, I don't, I don't really do netflix and chill so mm-hmm. i'm they not okay i'm not saying bum. i've never done it i just haven't y'all listen to this show y'all have heard me like the thought of like another man in my space is is disgusting to me at this point in my life mm-hmm. so in a perfect world or in a world where i was interested in other people um i probably would say 20 to 30 minutes okay now, if he extra fine and he smell right and his yeah. place clean mm-hmm. or he come over, if he comes to my place and he's, you know, smelling right and looking right, probably more like 10 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, if we made a plan, hey, we're going to watch this movie or whatever, because I'm grown. Like, I I don't need the the pretense of Netflix and chill if you're only coming over for you know, TNA. So yeah. it'll be more like one to three minutes. If it depends on what we've decided on, but you know, shit happens. You might be like, Hey, we're going to watch Captain America, civil war. And then the next thing, you know, y'all having a civil war via genital <laughs> tape, you know, you never know what might happen. So yeah. I would say 10 to 20 to 30 minutes. And you know, if we just are, if we just are in the throes of passion, probably ten to twenty minutes. What about you? Uh, okay. 
Wait, I do not necessarily like Netflix and chill just because I'm really serious about Netflix. Okay, I'm when I listen because Netflix something. is a paid service. Okay, so I understand completely where you're coming from. Okay, so let's I'm not let's not trip. Right. So I don't want to start some shows just for you know for us to have this pretext to afterwards you know get into it literally. So um, I'm like, you know what? I think it's like five ten minutes tops because I'm like. What are we doing here? Like, you came in for Diddy, okay? And right. let me provide you with this. And, you know, let's get it shaking. Not Because I'm not going to start some random ass shows for you. And then later on, when I'm on Netflix and be like, continue watching, I don't know, freaking um, Queer Eye or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, it, well, it is I, way too much. I think the... I think the, the order of steps is that Whoever is hosting, you're supposed to put something on that is not going to be too interesting or that the other person, mm-hmm, like if, mm-hmm. if a person has been dying to see a movie and it's finally on Netflix, that's not the movie that you should put on. Yeah, true, or maybe, true. let me speak for myself because if I missed it in the theaters or if I was just too chicken shit to go see it and I've mm-hmm. been waiting for the free option to see it and it's on Netflix and you invite me, I mean, I'm going to be into the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like the dick is not going anywhere. In an hour and a half, it'll still be there, and we can First do what all, we need to do. <laughs> but mm-hmm. If I really been like, wanting to see nowhere, this movie, so regardless, you know what I'm saying? Again, mm-hmm. unless he extra fine and he's smelling extra good, and yeah. I feel like Beyonce and the Soldier video, that's different. <laughs> Even in that case, it's like, what are we doing? Like, I mean, we both because, know from the get go. Well, well, I say that because pause is an option. You know, I'm just, Egg. it really depends on the energy. <laughs> it depends on the chemistry. Yeah, it's a matter of contact here. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, speaking of energy, mm-hmm. the Avengers Infinity War trailer dropped. And let me just yes. say that my body is ready. I'm still, still, still riding high off Black of Panther. Black Panther. You yes. know, I have accepted my position as M'Baku's personal fluffer. <laughs> and I'm just ready, you know. I'm invested in the MCU. I've seen all the movies. Um, I'm building my collection of them as we go. Mm-hmm. And I'm just ready for the. I'm just ready. Like it looks fantastic. I'm I'm very very curious to see how they're going to balance the movie with so many stars in it. Yeah, there are a lot of people. Because everybody and they goddamn white mama is in it. Because, you know, it's only still only a handful of black people in it. And it ain't nothing to nobody else. Like, well, I mean, I guess Zoe's out, Donna, but she don't count because she green in the movie. (laughs) Um, And she says, like, on an interview that, you know, she kind of, like, Did she say she, like, not Latin, whatever. She not black or whatever. Girl bye. Whatever. Yeah, girl bye. But, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And uh, I've been talking in the group chat with friends of mine about who we think is going to make it and who we don't think is going to make it. I said personally right now, the only ones I know are safe are mm-hmm. Black Widow and Black Panther. And that's because we know they have movies coming out later. <laughs> Outside of that, all bets are off because I feel like. Captain America ain't gonna make it. I feel like Tony Stark ain't Thor. gonna make it. I feel like Thor ain't gonna make it. Listen, that Thor's that scene where Thor was getting his head squeezed like a cantaloupe, yeah. I was like, oh, sweetie, you ain't gonna make it. Because Thanos, how is his name? Like Thanos? Thanos? Thanos I don't yeah. know how you say it. 
But he's like that bitch. Like, as far as them go, he that is like bitch. the ultimate evil queen up in this bitch. So, Listen, like, and it's been a buildup of how many movies since the Avengers know, when we first like saw a, him? A, a fucking decade, bitch. Like, Wait, it's been was, it the, was it the Avengers that we first saw him or was it Guardians of the Galaxy? Whichever one oh, when we first saw Aven- him. Avengers came first. Guardians of the Galaxy came after. Okay, so when we first saw that that glimpse of him after the the Chitauri mm-hmm. got their ass beat, yeah. he was like, oh, y'all think y'all did something. I'm coming for them next. <laughs> but it's, whew, it's going to be, I just, I'm really in, interested in, like, in how they're going to like, you know, beat him and defeat him. Like it's like right. what's going to happen. Because I always thought that this was going to be a two-parter. So me too. I feel me too. like it's not going to be resolved in the first movie, and they just mm-hmm. they don't want to call the second movie Infinity War Two, so it doesn't have a title. The one that's mm-hmm. coming out next year. Um, but again, and shout out to them for moving it up a week. Listen, everything, the stars are aligning for us to get our fucking lives in the movie theater. And I mm-hmm. can't wait. Do you I'm think excited. we're going get, to get to see M'Baku? Yeah. Because they're okay. going to be in Wakanda. So we're going to see Okoye, Shuri, M'Baku. Okoye, Nakia. Yes. I don't know about Nakia. I don't know about Nakia. Oh, I haven't I want to see Lupita. I haven't seen anything that has said that Lupita's, Lupita, Lupita is in it. That doesn't mean that she's not because hell, when Black Panther came out. We didn't know Sterling K. Brown was in, it, and then his ass showed up, and we was like, "Well, yeah, I was right shook. Then. I was shook. I was like, oh my god, this is like Rindle from This Is Us. Like, oh my god, what's happening?'" Yeah, and I remember somebody was like, "I don't get it. He showed up out of nowhere. It didn't even make no sense." And I'm like, "Are you even listening to the movie? Like, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? His character is is integral to the plot. What the fuck are you Ex- talking about? He's but, so know, important. People don't pay attention to movies. I'm like, if you're not going to listen and pay attention, then why go? You spend Stay anyway, home. anyway, anyway, I don't need to get into that. So the things that I'm looking forward to, number one, about who's going to survive and who's not. I agree mm-hmm. with you. How are they going to beat him? And yeah. number three, I want to know what they're going to do w- with Wakanda, because what I'm not here for is for this purple motherfucker coming through with his fucking gold bustier Gauntlet. on and shit, <laughs> dressed like Goldar from Power Rangers. What I'm yeah. not here for is him coming through and fucking up Wakanda. Like we just got Wakanda. All right. Yeah, we just got it. Like don't don't fuck it up for us. Don't fuck not up that the country. early on. Like come get your little stone and then move on. But the thing is, like I'm low key, but really like on the lowest key, rooting for him. Like I don't know, it's just me being weird. But I don't want him like to kill. People from Wakanda, but more so every other Avengers. You know. What yeah, I, mean? I don't. I don't. I feel like if if Wakandans die, it's not gonna be like the named people. It'll be like you know mm, women of okay. the Dora Milaje that we don't know. It's yeah. gonna be you know guys from the border tribe. Obviously, we don't know none of them because Wakabi bitch ass ought to be in somebody's prison. Ooh, Wakabi. Yeah, we know. You know what? We don't even need to get in that because that ain't gonna do nothing but make my goddamn blood boil. <laughs> so we have stand enough for Beyonce and the Avengers. So we're going to move on to the main topic, which I think is pretty interesting. So we're going to talk about some dating tips for guys with anxiety. I came mm-hmm. across this article and the article is not really an article. It's one of those weird. Here's a picture and you click through and there's a little write up. And I was like, OK, girl. <laughs> but I thought it was very interesting because we don't really talk about that very often. We don't talk about 
gaze with anxiety mm-hmm. and trying to date and hook up and all that kind of stuff. We always talk about hookup culture and how it's dangerous or, you know, attractive people are like, oh, y'all just complaining because y'all ugly. I mean, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Well, we don't talk about or very seldom do we talk about, okay, it's not it's not easy trying to talk to a guy and it's not easy trying to date and I think a lot of us have a level of anxiety, whether we acknowledge it or not. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's with anyone. You think about, you think about guys trying to talk to girls. Like you, you're anxious when you try to do that, whether you're confident or not. That's just how we're built. So yes, there are. I want to say twelve tips, and we'll talk about each one, and then we will move on. Okay. So the first Let one go. says. Get rid of any judgment surrounding your anxiety. Mm. Um. See, so I don't like how they started this. Me too. Because I feel like that's some. That's one of those easier said than done things. Yeah, it's. I think the whole article is a pretty much like an easier than said done things. Right. No, and they don't really the overall thing. They don't really give good tips on how to do it. Like, how do you no. get rid of the judgment? Like, which they really like general statements, right? Because it's immediately my first question is, well, which judgment are we talking about? Are we talking about self judgment? Are we talking mm-hmm. about external judgment? Mm-hmm. Which judgment do we need to get away from? And this is a bad place to start because, again, like I just said, a lot of people don't even realize that they deal with issues of anxiety when it comes to dating. So, knowing yourself. I think is a first step in realizing the anxiety that you may feel when you try to do something in the realm of dating should be the first step, you know, and then yes. you may be able to ascertain any areas of judgment, but you're not going to come out the gate and being like, Ooh, okay, I'm sweating my pits. Like I'm just trying to talk <laughs> to this dude, but I, I smell some judgment. Let me get that. Ju- like it, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? No, it does not. So I, but I think like it, that what they mentioned here is that they wanted to talk about how much uh, people can judge you, and this like internal, but more so external judgment, right? And how it was more so being forthcoming, you know, from the from the jump to whomever you are dating, and be like, okay, so. Hey, I get anxious. I get anxious, and that's okay. Which I think, personally, should be something to be talked about, but not so early on. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, that sounds like weird earlier, to me. Like, yeah. okay, so you in the club, and you see somebody that you're attracted to, and you walk up to them and be like, "Now nah, listen, I get really anxious." But I think like that—that's a weird yeah. opening too. Like, yeah. some people might find that cute and flattering. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some people might also find that off-putting because it's like you're opening with your problems. That's kind of yeah. weird. But the, the, I think the thing is that's really like uh, bad in that situation is that you're kind of like making it a thing, like from the get-go, right. and, and that may like be like the issue. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because- you're feeding it by giving it so much attention. I feel like that's one of those things where you're exactly. internally like, okay. I deal with I'm an anxious person or this makes me anxious, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then Mm -hmm. you summon up your strength and you do it and you do it. But giving it a life of its own, I don't know if I agree with that, because that just seems like it'll 
I'm putting myself in this position and I'm like, okay, if I'm anxious to talk to a guy and I acknowledge that I'm anxious and then I say it out loud and then I tell him, like, I feel like that's just giving it legs. Yeah. Whereas I could have kept it to myself and pushed through because then it's like, okay, you tell somebody, hey, I'm anxious, but I wanted to talk to you anyway. And they're like, uh, sis, no. Mm, you you know you have your unchecked anxiety and then you're gonna have rejection piled i don't know that just it just seems very strange to me it is strange but i think if you really want to be like forthcoming about it you need like to play it off like a joke you know what i mean like try to like ease your way in yeah i agree i also think the the context matters like exactly yeah the the setting because i could see how that could be kind of cute if it's like you walk into Starbucks to get you a chocolate scone and you Mm -hmm. see somebody in the corner reading and you're like, Hey, you know, I'm just, I'm really nervous to come and talk to you, but I just, Mm. I couldn't leave without, you know what I mean? Like that would be be cute. That could be be cute. cute. Yeah. You know, but if you in the, if you in the club with the oots music (laughs) and you're like, I get so anxious, but I just wanted to come over here and talk to you that I would be like, um, Girl. You at least could have came with a drink in your hand, like bitch. What the I fuck? <laughs> Come some libation shit, like okay, fuck? like something like shit. And the drink ain't for me; it's for you. Okay, <laughs> the second one. It says, "Decide whether grinder is helping or hurting." This one got me mad. <laughs> Why? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> because I feel as though you have to like reach a certain level of emotional intelligence. For you to be like, okay, I'm on Grinder and it's mixing inches. Just like uninstall the app, bitch. Like, don't you know what I mean? Like, why would you put yourself in a situation when you know it is a source of anxiety for you? You know what I mean? Right. Like, if and I and I get I, and in fact that niggas that you don't even know like that may have that kind of like control over you. For me personally, I think it is problematic because yeah, I agree. I was gonna say something similar where it's it's kind of like. I feel like these articles, these write-ups, they are accurate to a to a point when they start talking about, which we can tell this is from the white gays because they only mention Grinder. Yeah, no, like no tag. But no although anything. although I take that back because I think Grinder is regional on who uses it. Like here where I live, Grinder is for the white boys and the the um other white meat loving the other mm-hmm. white meat the white meat the other white meat and the dark meat that loves them whereas huh? jacked mm-hmm. is mostly dark meat you know what well, i mean but then friends, you could you could go like somewhere else like mm-hmm. I, I traveled somewhere for work once and i opened grinder and it was nothing but niggas and i opened mm-hmm. jacked and i was like it was nothing but white boys and i was like wait a minute wait hold on so it's it is I think Grinder probably can be a substitute for any of the apps. But my point is that while they shed some light on these things and it is true what they say about the power that the apps have, I also feel like they give the apps too much power. True. Because if I'm thinking about my dating anxiety or like when I think about my any issues I have with dating or with men, an app, a specific app does not come to mind. I'm not like, well, I don't, I, I can't get a date because Grinder is so boo-boo or I, 
You know, mm-hmm. I don't get. I'm just like, what is it with within me? And I I want to piggyback on what you said about the emotional intelligence because I have that where I can look and say, it's not jacked. I mean, you get what you get because Jack is Jack. You get what you get because Grinder is Grinder. But how am I internalizing it? How am I? How am I responding? How am I feeding into it? What am I presenting? It's exactly. all about me. It's not that the app is just a tool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it can be a place where you can like lose yourself. And yes. also, whereas the person like you are presenting to other people on Grinder, and if that like causes for you a source of anxiety, it means that uh, that person you're presenting kind of like is overlapping on who you are. And exactly. I think that is that can be problematic. Exactly. And I also feel like a lot of times these apps, people and I've been there, which is why I can mm-hmm. say that we mm-hmm. use them as a scapegoat. You know what I yeah. mean? True. True, true. true. Like, oh, I can't find a man because everybody on Jack is just looking for this or just looking for that. And it's like, eh, it's not mean, true. you know, there may be some truth into it. There may not be, but mm-hmm. if that is going to be what you, the, what you use to swear off dating or to, be problematic and be that person that morphs from a normal profile to one of those angry ass. Don't even hit me up. (laughs) If you're doing this or if you're not doing that, I don't want no sissies and no fags. And it's like, sis, this is jacked. What are you talking about? That's the thing, because this is what the the articles mentions is about how, you know, um, you can tackle some racism and body shaming and all that to these apps. And if, you get offended by, you know, these uh, white guys that are like, no fat, no fams, no rice, no spice, no nothing. That shit there. Which is something that I, not to like say something about friends and be like being better or anything, but I haven't really, like I heard of it in the US a lot, but here in France, white gays are like fetishizing the fuck out of black men. Like it's crazy. So I don't, a black men and people of color in general, so they don't, they aren't really discriminating. They're more so finishing the fuck out of you, but that's another subject for another day. But I feel as though you need to be like, have like some sort of mental, you know, check with yourself and be like, okay, I'm going on there knowing that these people ain't shit. Right, okay. Right. So, why? So, the, the question is, how can I navigate into that space and still keep, keep my sanity here? You know what I mean? Right. And if you feel as though that afterwards it is this shit still gets to you, it's your cue for you to uninstall the app. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that there we can agree where you decide, okay, this is hurting, it's not helping my situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but the last point on that I wanted to make, I was uh going in that direction is because I saw on Twitter this week where Somebody posted a screenshot and somebody had on their profile or something. I don't know, whatever it was. Hopefully it was a joke, but I don't think it was. And if that person was joking, then you know someone else think uh, thinks the way that that joke was laid funny. out. But mm-hmm. they said, don't say hi or hello to me. Don't, you know, keep all that effeminate language away from me. And I was like, what? Girl. You know what? To be really honest with you, I kind of like when they do shit like that so that I can know from the get-go, no talk to you. It's like, well, yeah, this I little mean, piece of information is telling. 
of who you are. Absolutely. You know? that, uh, so it's it, like, thank you for giving me, you know, <laughs> the the signal that I needed to avoid your ways because in any type of situation, this is not okay. Like, come, come on. Absolutely. Come on. But at, at the same time, I feel like in relation to this article, I almost feel like things like that and the angry profiles and the don't I don't want to exchange 500 messages either we're going to get to it like all of those things yeah I feel like happen. those are just ways those are things that people have built so that they don't deal with whatever issues they have when it comes to the app whether it's anxiety fear of rejection okay. I didn't see thing like you know that but that's I mean? really it's almost like trying to create a, a rat maze with the app mm-hmm. so if you jump through all of these hurdles and you do all this stuff i don't have to deal with this emotional thing mm-hmm. be it like i said be it anxiety be it you know you don't get any messages and that feeds your depression or whatever the case may be just you're making a great point here. Thought. yeah okay next up it says create comprehensive and honest dating profiles i think that Girl. goes without saying yeah but but at the same time you have to you still have to cherry pick what you present and yeah and you, that goes you, back to what we image. were just saying like mm-hmm. when you decide to that the representative that you're going to put on your profile is angry and cussing everybody out i don't even know why i deal with you motherfuckers i'm only here till Ooh, next tuesday and it's just like girl this is a let lie. me tell you I, that is so I, I hate it. I hate I, it because they always like, nigga, you here. Right. So what the fuck are you talking about? Like you out here taking the other girls that, yeah, like I don't know what I'm here with those motherfuckers, you know, you eating ass, you know, single ass bitches, and I don't have time for this, but nigga, you still here. You are you still here. get your life from that app. So what the fuck? Us. And yeah. I, I always find that very like as a minor. I want to say comical because I'm thinking to myself mm-hmm. and I'm saying your profile is your opportunity to put your best foot forward. Like that is your first impression. And I always find it very odd that someone would choose to put anger or disrespect or racism or Mm -hmm. arrogance or xenophobia or uh, the plethora of negativity. Like you choose something negative. And I mean, they write, Full, I mean, it's like a it's like a Jane Austen novel. They are pissed, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you did all of that thumb thugging for what? Yeah. What are you What are you attracting? I just I don't understand that because I see profiles like that, and I'm like, no matter how fine the nigga is, I'm that ain't I don't have time for that because yeah. I feel like. I honestly, I feel like that will bleed over into other areas of life. Even if exactly. Because we all have stories where we trying to hook up with somebody and they start getting impatient or they start getting disrespectful. And you're yeah. like, it ain't that deep. You're Chill. like, bitch, I don't need dick that bad. I don't need, I no. don't need pussy that bad. I don't, I don't need it that and bad the, for you to be talking crazy to me. You know what I mean? I don't need that. I, I don't need it that bad from you. Let's keep it a buck here. From you, like, I mean, I don't need it that bad in general, but I damn sure don't need it from you when you're going to start mm. talking crazy and disrespecting Yeah. Because so, it's like telling. It's like, okay. Oh, absolutely. It's a red flag. What's, what's redder than red shit? It's like a future flag. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's waving right in your damn face like, mm, yeah. abort, abort but, mission. But for this 30, third like advice, I think it's really like, don't be a caffeine people. 
pretty much this right. is what, what I, I, I got from it. I think it's very important to be honest and and upfront and comprehensive, especially mm-hmm. if you deal with anxiety. You know, you want to try to take some of those some of those what ifs off the table. And you can do yes. that by being honest in your profile. What are you looking for? What are you willing to accept? Um, true, true. Things of that, that nature. Without, but and you can do so without putting a negative foot forward. You know, I'm exactly. here. I'm queer. Get you, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's really interesting because being really honest on your dating profiles helps skim through people that you wouldn't, you know, date um, on a normal basis. Basis, if you would have put something that was not as uh, right. truthful to who you are Not so it truthful. helps to like avoid people like being for instance it's like some shit like um i'm a big anime fan and i love beyonce and all that shit and all that it can it kind of like like narrow it down to people that may be more compatible with and hence would not be pragmatic and cause anxiety ultimately right i think i agree so. i agree with that um, okay, so next it says, get to know someone a little online before meeting up. So here's mm, the thing. That's about a given this. to me, but okay. this is a given. And in the year of our Lord 2018, where there are mm. still stories of people using apps like Jacked and Grinder to purposefully meet gay men or gay people or trans, because mm. there are some trans people on there, mm-hmm. and rob them kill them you know yeah. i'm always i'm always leery of i start messaging with somebody and they like let's you know they like let's go right now right now right now right now and i'm like i i get not wanting to sit there and exchange messages for an hour but that doesn't mean that you're gonna be in my space and I, or i'm gonna be in your space within three messages that's not how i operate i don't think it's safe and mm-hmm. my, I, to be honest, because I'm not perfect, you know, I've I learned when I was in my twenties, <laughs> and I mm-hmm. did that. Like my anxiety was through the roof because I'm one of those people who already thinks the worst. So I'm sitting there like, Lord, please don't let him have people ready to jump me. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't let them rob me. Don't let them steal my car. Don't let them try to be stealing my phone or my wallet or something. You know, because I don't know who I'm meeting. That's true. That's that. The thing is, for me, like in my younger days, I would say, because I'm still a baby, um, I was quite reckless <laughs> about, you know. Right. We all things. have that reckless phase. but And I think it's yeah. even a little bit different because now, like with you being the age that you are, but with technology being where it is, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different kind yes, of recklessness. Yes. Whereas when I was your age, we didn't have as much stuff as we have now. You know what I mean? So you could literally Mm. go to meet somebody and disappear and nobody would know Mm. because Mm -hmm. we didn't have online footprints. We didn't have all of the text messaging and stuff that we have now. Like that stuff slowly Mm. started to come around in my early 20s going into my mid to late 20s you know what i mean whereas now i'm so fucking paranoid like i'm the person who i have my location being shared with certain people at all times Mm -hmm. so if something happens to me if something goes wrong and and that's just a fear that i have at least they'll have a starting point of where was i last you get what i mean 
That's true. So I absolutely feel like it's imperative, especially if you have real issues of anxiety and Mm -hmm. I don't to talk. Yeah, whether it's it's self um, diagnosed or if you have actual no clinical yeah yeah, diagnosed anxiety, it's imperative that you try to get to know the person a little, at least a little bit before you meet. Yeah, definitely. Because you just. You just never know in this world. And that's very it's sad and it's unfortunate, but you never know. So next up, it says, don't wear what makes you comfortable. Wear what makes you confident. Now, I disagree <laughs> with this because I can. I, go hold ahead, on. Go ahead, Sorry go ahead. To, um, so just one thing for it's like a, like a little tangent here. But on the article that they speak about the Queer Eye show, have you seen it on Netflix? I haven't. I know I haven't watched it yet. Well, I was like not in the mood to see it because I don't like when uh, gay queer people do this thing where they try like to make them digestible for the straight people to watch. But after seeing it, it was actually really good. Whatever. And he uh, on that article they mentioned Tan, which is like the Indian dude that is an expert of style, and he is hilarious, smart, and really stylish. And this is why we should watch the show. That is it. That's just me. Okay, you can go on. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel like, yes, you should wear, if you have clothing that makes you feel confident, you should wear it. But I don't Mm -hmm. think you should sacrifice comfortability in that journey. You know what I mean? Like, you should still be comfortable. Now, I'm not saying that if if you have a favorite pair of sweatpants that you wear those on a date. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is... If you know yeah. skinny jeans make you feel like you're on display, then maybe not. You may feel confident because, you know, you done packed yourself into them skinny jeans and you given you given leg. And maybe if you blessed, you're giving a little bit of booty meat, too. Yeah. But if at the end of the day that you know that that wears off and you start feeling self-conscious, then that maybe not is what you sh- that might not be what you should wear. Yeah, but then you know, I think that it should be a good mix of this makes me feel exactly. good, it makes me feel comfortable, and mm. it makes me feel confident. Like maybe you yeah. have a shirt that is very unique, and exactly. you can still feel comfortable and be confident because it's like I have a unique shirt on. It may even be a, a conversation starter type deal, or maybe mm. you have like a pair of jewelry or something like that. But don't, yeah. I, I don't agree with completely sacrificing your comfortability because yeah, but- then you're going to be sitting there anxious and self-conscious worrying about, you know, if your draws riding up or something, you know, you just never know. So, yeah. But it, here, it doesn't have to be like exclusive. Like you can, yeah. you don't have to be like comfortable or confident. It can be both. It can, And it should ultimately. be both. Yeah, I And think, it should be both. Yeah. I think it and should be both. Personally, I, if, if I'm a you day, get I'm confidence from clothing, yeah, you know, it, I true. Think that's another thing because not everybody's confidence comes from completely their outer appearance or mm-hmm. or how they enhance their outer appearance. Some people's confident confidence comes from within. I don't get it. Um, mm-hmm. kudos to them, and I wish I was like you, but I am not. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. Okay, so next up it says. Try not to compare yourself to others, and I think this is a given. This is a this and is a this given, is and it's also like in easier these said day than and done. age. 
with, like you mentioned, social media and all that, this is the, 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 the right you want to go to. You know, compare yourself and feel shitty because you ain't look like the way the finance instigators look like. Or more so, for me, last year I was in a dating situation with this one dude. And he had, like, what you would deem a really conventionally good-looking body. You know, with muscles and all that. And I remember at that time being anxious and ha- and be like, okay, let me go to the gym. Let me get this body together and match him. You know, try like compare myself and be on his, you know, on his uh, level. Yeah. Right. And um, I was, and I hate the gym so much. It makes me feel miserable. I hate it with every fiber of my bones. Like I hate it so much. But I still, you know, got through it. And I was like, this is not helping me nor him because let's say that I'm still, you know, and I get to, uh, his, you know, his speed as far as fit goes, there's still a lack of self-love there because I right. should have from the get-go been all right with who I am at this very moment. This is why I feel as well. So when you start comparing yourself to somebody else, it's like, okay, there's something wrong with me. And perhaps that translates in a lack of self-esteem. And um, there's this like Instagram quote that people use a lot, but I think it's cute. It's that don't compare your behind the scenes to somebody else highlights real. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, you only get to see what people create as far as their image. Okay. You don't get to see the whole yeah. picture. You True. can see just that's one part of them. And that might, you know, confuse your head and mess with it into thinking that you're not good enough here. And I think there's a lot of self work to hear self appreciation to do, you know, to be in that stage. But like you said, it's still a given. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Yeah, I agree. Because, I think that, that so. it's, it's, it's a trap. It's a setup. And if you are truly, and again, this is why I said the article should have started with knowing yourself or being on a exactly. journey of knowing yourself. Yeah. Because if you know yourself well enough that you are, have a tendency to, to compare yourself to other people, then that's something you can start addressing beforehand. True. Maybe true. even before you try to get into a dating situation, at least be on the journey of trying to figure it out versus it being something that you have to deal with and you, you don't have any foundation. You don't have any type of of triggers or anything that'll help you kind of stamp that down a little bit and go on with what you need to be doing. Yes. And it's very easy to compare yourself to others and it's really easy to do that. You know, then you people this this quote unquote this generation and social which I hate when mm-hmm. I hate when people blame everything on the generation or the social media. Yeah, they do do that a lot. I oh, it gets on my damn nerves because there's nothing new under the sun. I've said that before. Yeah, you said that. Definitely. But I, I think like I said before, if you don't know yourself or if you're not on a path to know yourself better then you're Mm. not going to be properly equipped to deal with this yes true. so next it says don't let your anxiety manifest itself in being cold or bitchy so Mm, i don't know about that i i don't know if i've ever really come across anybody who is truly dealing with anxiety and they came across as cold and bitchy. They may be yeah. aloof. Yes. Or they may be, you know, they may isolate themselves sometimes. But 
truly bitchy, being like, cold or bitchy. It's like in a really situ- like in a situation where it's not somebody fucking with them. I haven't mm. ever really come across that. So yeah. I guess but again, this is it goes back to what I just said. If you don't know yourself, if you're not doing anything to treat your anxiety, which I, I again, that should have been number 1. If you have anxiety or if you think you have anxiety, go talk to someone, see if it's see if it's clinical, see if they're, you know, you may need to talk to someone, you may need the medication. Yeah. Because I one of my closest friends deals with anxiety and anxiety is not the type of thing that you can just tell it I'm not going to yeah. let you do this. That's not how that works. No, no, it's way so more subtle. To, to think that you can say I'm not going to let my anxiety make me into a bitch, that's that's wishful thinking at best. Mhm. So, I don't know about this one. I, I I'm not saying that it's not possible. It's just not something that I've dealt with but again i don't think you would be properly equipped to handle this or not let this happen if you are not in tune with yourself and with your anxiety and and treating it yeah definitely yeah i think here is that when i get anxious personally what i do is like fake my way through it and uh, I may be like just too much and extra, and that you can tell that I'm anxious, right? But not like cold a bitch, like it's right because most you, people oh, like who this, deal like, with anxiety they have triggers, they have tells. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I get anxious, a lot of times I I don't I sweat, but it's only from like my forehead, mm. like the rest. Because okay. some people they full body sweat. I usually don't full body sweat, but if I'm like embarrassed or if I'm anxious, then that just that that forehead region turns into fucking Niagara Falls, <laughs> you know. And I'm like not, I'm drenched. not d- drenched. Okay, thunderstorms, <laughs> but I'm not bitchy. I'm not being cold to people. So I wonder if the writer had someone in particular in mind when they wrote this, or yeah. if they were thinking of themselves. Because I don't, I, I just widespread. I haven't really heard. Uh, people who deal with anxiety being bitchy or cold. Yeah. So. Although cold, cold could be a relative term because what I call aloof could be cold to someone else. Yeah, yeah. But, not, recept- not receptive and all that. Yeah. Right, but bitchy, I've not heard that. Mm. Okay, so the next one says utilize liquid courage wisely. I well, feel this like one... anxiety and alcohol already don't mix. Yeah. That doesn't I don't know about her. I don't drink alcohol, so it's like this one was like, okay, oh, that's not me. You. I forgot. <laughs> you are an infant. Well, I'm like I'm league I mean in France like you can drink at eighteen, so Well okay. Because in France I'm, y'all be drinking wine at like eight. They these niggas do drink wines. Drink, I mean yeah. French people drink wine with everything. But the thing is wine here is like cheap. Like it's like cheap AF because everybody is doing wine. So it's like yeah. $4. Dollars. But I, I can see someone being like, okay, I'm going to build up my courage. I'm not going to let my anxiety stop me. And I'm going to, you know, take a shot and I'm going to go talk yeah. to that person. So I can I can understand it, but I, I agree. You know, it needs yeah. to be in moderation because you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to be sauced. Yeah. Then again, talk it's to like. Because then you don't know what's going to happen like self-acknowledgement of how much you can take as far as alcohol go and piggyback off to what you said right. is just knowing yourself it's know like thyself. knowing Listen. okay 
how yes. how can I take? How much can I take to be to the state where my anxiety would not, you know, right. impact the way um, I'm going to behave? Like just a, loosen up a little bit. Let's enough to a calm bit. your nerves, mm-hmm. but not enough to be inebriated and change your personality or enhance yeah, your person, person, enhance certain parts of your personality, which may be too much. Yeah. I just, you know, be careful with that. Next Definitely. up, it says, don't date a bad communicator or texter. Uh, <sighs> this one is triggering <laughs> honestly i feel like this isn't this is advice for anybody like whether you have anxiety or not who the fuck has oh, yeah. time to be dealing with somebody that is a bad communicator mm. or a bad texter and that I, not to say for you people like i, I get up for everybody i rise and grind i get up before the worms and get the whatever that shit be y'all be talking about people mm. that are genuinely busy that's one thing but just because usually a bad texter or a bad communicator means that he's just not that into you, which can that part can make you <laughs> feel anxious because you you are trying to figure out why they're not that into you, why they're not communicating the way you would like them to. So yeah. I agree with this. You know, maybe it's a little bit more pressing if you deal with anxiety, but I just think this is general advice. Like I don't deal with anxiety per se. But I also don't don't have time to waste. I don't like my time being wasted. So if you're a bad True. texter or a mm. bad communicator, then there's not much yeah. we can do because I don't want to sit up talking to you all. I hate. I well, I I don't enjoy talking on the phone that much unless it's certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to be a heavy, heavy, heavy texter, and even that, I'm starting to be like, I whatever. I don't. Yeah, that ain't yeah but the thing is, about. here, uh, the thing is, like, for me, for this, like, type of advice is more so, are you the kind of person that needs that emotional, you know, affection on a regular basis? It's like, okay, I need my text every fucking day, right. the, hey, how you doing? Or, you know, it's like, are you that type of person? That reassurance. Reassurance, right? And yeah. here... Like on its own, it's kind of an issue, but th- then again, it's like self work and all that. But if I had like a, an advice to like you know add to it is that if you're in a situation with someone that is not that into you, like you just said, by and he's showing that through his action and not being really responsive to uh, your text and all that, let's try like to address the situation and be like because this is something that happens to me like a lot of time, like. Because I'm not, I don't think that I don't really play games with people that I date, and I'm like really forward of how I feel and the way I go about things. And when they start to be, you know, phony and not texting back and all that, I'm like, okay, so what are we doing here? Because I'm not gonna chase you. This is not happening. So either you you can either step your game up or you can move along. But I'm not like you just said. I'm not. I don't like to waste time. Yeah. And the issue here is that people that may have anxiety that might overlap. On them being not too confrontational. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so yeah, I that, can see that. So it's like, what are we doing? Because, bad, like you just said, somebody that doesn't text you back and uh, is in the back community is just not that into you. And those people are already toxic because what they would do is, is just keep you, you know, like they mentioned it on the Love Exam in the podcast, it's like they will give you like breadcrumbs for you like to still be hooked to them 
but they will not give you right. time of day unless right. it's on their yeah. turn. And that's a whole different episode. Those people and, that and that is and they and talked that about is, that. What was that? Was that the read where they talked about that? Where they were talking about Chef. guys yeah, who Leonard, yeah. guys who get their you know get their jollies or they get their confidence from having the those people hanging on by a thread mm-hmm. and yeah, getting yeah, that yeah. attention yeah. from them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I agree with with what you said and I would say it's also a matter of again, knowing yourself and setting some boundaries for yourself. Like exactly. for me, it's a because I know I don't like to have my time wasted and my patience grow my my patience which I've never really had a lot of patience, but it grows ever it just, you know, it's like a it's like one of those um time turners and the yeah, patience it is. is just coming out the bottom and it is there's not much at the top there never was That's and it's true. slowly coming out the bottom so i would say what i do is i have i have a rule mm-hmm. where it's like i'm only going to contact try to contact you so many times before i i throw you to the yeah, side before, like, you know uh, yeah, now definitely. there are different factors maybe if i like to you know maybe if the head was good or whatever then <laughs> I may not delete your number right away. Yeah. But, you know, if you didn't even get that far and you are bad at communicating, then you don't need to be on my phone or I block, whatever the case may be. So I, my mm. suggestion would be, especially if you deal with anxiety, to set some some boundaries and some ground rules. Yeah. And if, you, it if it's somebody that you're dating and not yeah. dating one-sided, like they know that you're dating too, mm-hmm. because a lot of us get caught up <laughs> say we're dating somebody and we're dating alone we're dating by our damn self which is a Triggering. whole nother thing <laughs> you Trigger. know just saying, have your have some rules so that you don't get caught up in that okay so let's yes we got what two more and then we can move on it says be uh, oh no wait three more sorry so it says don't feel guilty if you need to ask for clarification or reassurance about you your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we had just talked about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty much like have this moment when you're like, okay, what are we doing? Right. Because I, I need to know. If like I said, if it's a if it's page, a real it. dating situation, if you're actual if you're in an actual relationship and you're not in a relationship by yourself mm-hmm. and you've had that or you should have you should be comfortable enough to have that conversation. And if you are yeah. in a situation with someone where you don't feel comfortable talking to them about your issues that you may have, then that is not a situation you need to be in. Exactly. And exactly. We, and most, we most talk about that guy. a lot. And we, to be honest, I, I see it on Twitter all the time. Mm. And people, like I said, a lot of time y'all's insecurities and your fears and Ooh. your general fucked upness comes out in the jokes. You think that shit is funny. But people like me who read between the lines, we see that that shit. Y'all be hurting and y'all fucked up. Y'all don't know how to communicate. True, and, true, true. And do fucked up shit. And y'all are in mm-hmm. situations where y'all, you scared or you, whatever the case may be, you don't have whatever it is needed in that situation to have open dialogue. Mm, true. And that personally for me, to me, to me, if if I am not comfortable expressing myself fully and freely, then we That's don't telling. need to be. We don't need to be together. together. We don't need to be in the same space. 
True. That's not a healthy relationship. If you're scared mm-hmm. to bring something up because you don't know how the person's going to react, or you're scared if they're going to leave you, or what, then that's not a situation you need to be in. Exactly. For somebody with anxiety, that definitely is not a situation you need to be anywhere near. And if and another thing, just because of the wording of this, if you are in a situation where a person who you are dating or in a relationship with, if they make you feel guilty, then again, that's not a situation you need to be in because you have, you know, people, listen, people are manipulators and they, they prey on that kind of stuff. So they will, they will live off of your anxiety and your fear of losing them. They will listen. If you don't be careful, you will find yourself dating a motherfucker. That's like hexes from Fern Gully. They feed Mm -hmm. on your fear and and the pollution of your mind. And then the next thing you know, you got this big huff of smoke motherfucker. And you're like, how the fuck did I get in this situation? So, Mm -mm -mm. yeah. Okay. So next up, it says, be honest about your fears I feel like we just touched on that. Yeah. Um, again, okay, hold on. This, sorry. Um, there's a part in an article that says, uh, fear such as worried he's going to cheat on you. <sighs> that is something. That's that's a low. That's, mm. that's per- personally, I think that if you're in a relationship with whomever, right, uh-huh. and you are afraid that he's going to cheat on you, he or her, whatever, um, that is telling of the situation that you are in, right? Well, not necessarily. I think it depends on on the source of the fear, because you have to again you have to know thyself and mm-hmm. and know. Okay, is this an innate fear that I have, no matter who I'm dating, or is this a fear that I have because of something that they're doing or that that I'm seeing? Like it. Depending on the source, it, it could lead to a different conversation and, and a different resolution. Because yeah. if that person is making you feel like they're going to cheat on you, that that's a different conversation than I don't trust no fucking body. And I need probably need to talk to a licensed professional that's to help true. me deal with that issue. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps it might be like I just trust you know, right. issue that from everybody. But if it is in a situation where um, I'm genuinely, you know, um, afraid that my significant other might cheat on me, for me, as far as like you pick up of what you said about boundaries and rules, is like just for self-suspect and self, you know, uh, like mental illness uh, type of like situation is that I don't want to be in a situation where. I'm like afraid all the time because I've been in that situation. You know? Absolutely. That's number one. Like in it's exhausting. When, when I've encountered my first like DL dude or whatever, oh, I've been in a situation where it's like I was every time he wouldn't answer back to a text or he wouldn't, you know, talk about or anything. It would be like, oh my God, this is over. And I was like, you know what? I'm through. Like I could not support this any longer. This is giving me, um, like anxiety, like real hard to a point when I can focus at school. Um, I'm, I, you know, I just like can't think about anything else. And it's like, okay, this is too much, right? And if you're like afraid of somebody cheating on you to a point, like even though they did, they done nothing and they even did not give you like signs of them cheating, 
there's something there that needs to be worked on. And clearly, like, it's just, you can't live. And this is where people, a lot of time people uh, stay in these, like, toxic relationships when they are miserable all the time. And you're like, what's the point? You know what I mean? It is okay. Even though that person did not cheat on you, if you feel this way all the time, this it's like a you problem that you need to focus on your own. And by staying with them in that state, I think you just you just like give them like a disservice more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, like I said, it it depends on the source how you go about handling it. Yes, like I said, if you dealing with somebody and every time you look up, they flirting in person or they flirting online. And that makes you feel a way that, again, that's different than if you have, like, trust issues. But at the end of the day, you have to know thyself. Yeah. Okay, last last one. It says, ask your friends for advice. Um, I'm going to preface this and say, ask the right friends for advice. Yeah, ask the, the real ones that will be true with you and tell you what's good with well, your no, feelings not for only, me that's that's yeah, what i do what, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i like for me the last part you said it because we a lot of times we don't define our friendships we say okay this is my friend and this is if if you're my friend then i should be able to talk to you but we mm-hmm. have to know our because not all of our friends are tactful yeah not all of our friends have patience and especially True. if it's a situation that you've been dealing with for some length of time that they've been aware of, then they may have run out of patience with your ass. True. And you, and again, but the main, the main thing is that I found is we have to be mindful of the friends that are tactful because when you're in a different state of mind, whether it's from anxiety, depression, or if you're just having a bad day or a bad situation, hmm. then you, we we need our we need advice or we need conversations with people, friends, family, whoever the, whoever it may be, that we can receive. Yeah, tr- you know what true. I mean. So if you yeah. are going through a situation, if you are, you know scared your boyfriend is cheating on you and it's making you feel anxiety, and you go to a friend. And their delivery is not what you need. It's only going to make it worse. Either true, it's going to make it worse true. on you or mm-hmm. it's going to lead into a situation where now you are at odds with your friend because you feel like they don't understand you. And it may be that they get they're saying something that makes sense, but because it's not packaged in a way that you can process in that state of mind. It becomes an issue. So you really have to be mindful of which friends you're getting advice from at mm. which times. And you also kind of, yep, I mean, it's a lot of factors. You kind of have to be mindful of yeah, definitely of their mental state and their emotional state. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you see situations where you try to go to a friend and get some some sympathy and, you know, whatever you need. And they may be in a in a in a bad place, and they may they may lash out, you know. So just you again, but this is this is one of those things where it's, it's knowing yourself, but it's also knowing the people around you. When you cultivate a good circle around you, then this is not as difficult. And, and it's not, but I think so. Like one needs to be able to be in a state to receive. 
you know, uh, advices because you mentioned, mentioned being, you know, tactful and all that. But if you're in a mind state that doesn't really um, allow you to hear other perspective, you know, on your own situations, you might take everything as being, you know, uh, not what you needed. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, so but that like, goes into that goes into that the level of friendship. Like I can say that friends of mine, they know when because we're close enough. Like I'll use Nikki for example. Nikki knows mm. that if I have been kind of unplugged for a while, she knows to give it time because she knows I'm not in a place where I want to hear. I don't want to hear about the scripture that you just read this morning. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. some good, okay. good feeling stuff. You know what I mean? But it, mm-hmm. and that's why I say tact is not just necessarily how what they say is delivered. It may just be. Now is not a time for me to, to deliver it at all because they're not in a place to receive it. You know what I mean? So that's why I say you really have to have those good friendships. It can't just be like a, a fair weather friend or an on the fringe friend because nine times out of ten or probably ten times out of nine, you're not going to get what you need because y'all don't have that connection. You know, like it was it's been since 2016 and i've talked about this on this show i have been cultivating that friendship circle i've been very very meticulous of who i call friend who i depend on who i tell things because of what i've received it's a i've analyzed what the situation and i've the the friendship that we've had and i've kind of put them at different levels so I know that if I'm going through something where it's, you know, a dating situation and I may feel anxious or whatever the case may be, I may not necessarily need to, to tap into my close. I may not need to talk to Nikki about it. I can talk to somebody who I feel like may have more more experience with what I'm talking about. But if it's something deep and I feel like I I want to talk to a certain person or I want to hear something I I know my friends and I know our friendships well enough and they know me well enough that that's not really something that I have to deal with but also it takes work. You know what I mean? Like there's work that I did in advance. It's not just that we friends and now either they have to know if I'm in a place to receive or they have to be especially tactful. It's it's natural because we've already done that work. We we know each other well enough and we it doesn't have to have a preface of how am I going to get this message to this person? Like, mm. does that make sense? It does. But it does. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It just depends on who you're going to and the level of friendship. Because if you just met homegirl in the club last week and y'all bonded over single ladies dance moves, that may not be the person. <laughs> Yeah, that you go to, you know what I'm saying? Because you you fuck Mm -hmm. around and be like, yeah, I tried to talk to this dude or I've been dating this dude and he just make me feel some kind of way. Next thing you know, this motherfucker fucking your man. Anyway, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good whole ass tangent. (laughs) So I think that is going to wrap this up. Hopefully you guys got some good Mm -hmm. tips. If you deal with anxiety with trying to date, um, you know, these articles you always kind of have to take with the grain of salt because a lot of it, the, the writers come through and the, the things that they say and sometimes the points don't make sense or they really don't apply. But I thought overall this was pretty good. So 
we're going to wrap up the show with the queer query so that way my listeners can get a little bit more of you with with a different twist question okay first question if you had the power to change one thing in the lgbt community what would it be <sighs> one thing um it would be the uh mask and femme conversation and how mm, that's a good uh, yeah it's like at the end of the day shots uh <laughs> everybody's gay like we're all gay like come on like femme max and all that does not make you better of a human being because you're masculine it really does not you're still i mean if we're gonna be honest usually it makes you a worse human being but that's not first or there <laughs> that part but it's like because for as far as myself and as i identify as as femme or mask i'm like in this weird you know uh statement i'm like not uh, none of the other because I present, I have the privilege to be like straight, straight presenting, right? Yeah. You see me on the street, you wouldn't, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, fit to the uh, femme stereotype. But when I stop talking with you, you're like, oh, perhaps, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's always like a situation where I'm like in the middle because I'm not, not, yeah. I'm not mad. In between. In between. In between, but I'm not femme because uh, I don't. Uh, because femme are the ones that are really, you know, getting uh, discriminated against and uh, have the, the tough life of being who they are, right? Right. And I don't have that. I have the privilege to be straight presenting. And the fact that some people, a lot of gay guys and a lot of black gay dudes would, you know, have this fantasy of the alpha male DL nigga that is, you know, the... Yeah. the or the Abercrombie Fitch or the jock or, yeah, I don't know what you mean. And, and the thing is like, I mean, it's cute. It's a kiki. Like, they're, they're financial, all that. But ultimately, like, you're hurting yourself and everybody else by uplifting these bodies, these behaviors, okay, that are, like, what straight, actually straight men are. You know what I mean? And these same straight dudes would not give you the time of day and perhaps even kill you. And you're still, like, uplifting this kind of behavior. And I'm like, what are you doing? Okay, and it's like I don't know, just get really on my nerves. Yeah, <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get it. It's like it was something that I because personally, I don't really hear in friends have like a, a huge LGBT community around me. You know, like on a day to day, besides besides social media. Um, but yeah, this is the one thing that was like okay, bye. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say judgment, and mm. that can be all encompassing. It can it includes a little bit of what you <laughs> talked about. If we could just tone down the judgment. Mm -hmm. People and, are quick to judge you. And if you really pay attention, gay men especially will judge on the most trivial trivial of mm -hmm. things. Like even because we talked about the queen earlier. Like a lot of times it's jokes. That's true. But some of y'all really take it serious if my order of favorite Beyonce albums is not what you think it should be. Like y'all yeah, take that to judge heart. The fuck out of you, yeah. And you yeah, start judging. Me. We judge on how we look because we, mm -hmm. you know, I've touched on it before about how a lot of times gays don't want to support nobody unless they're attractive. Gay men specifically, I should say. And y'all can debate. Y'all can debate your granny. I don't really care what you have to say about that. It's true. It um, is a fact. 
there's just so many different facets where judgment just comes in and it's so ugly and it's so prominent. So if I had that power, I would be like, get judgment the fuck out of here. Okay, next question. If you could pitch a TV show or movie, what would it be about and what channel or movie studio would you want to produce it? (sighs) Okay, so uh, I would like a show like a upgraded version of Noah's Ark. But uh, I would like to be in the cast people that are transgender, uh-huh. uh, non-binary, and I want someone to be like, you know, trans- like transitioning, you know, uh, in the middle of transition so right. that we can so really have... to represent more of the community. Yeah, but I also, but the thing is, Noah's, I don't want just black people. I would like a really diverse-ass cast i want indian i want asian i want my latinx native american and i want to be called like intersectionality and how different aspects of who you are can overlap how different struggles can overlap themselves and how it turns in life i want that sort to be like a 20 minute long you know comedy type comedy but with no not like not like a sitcom with you know laugh and all that no i want it to be chill like in an insecure type of way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like be able to laugh a lot, but also to have this real ass moment in conversation conversations about, you know, being queer fucks of color um, in the US, right? Right. And um, it would have to be written by queer people of color because- Absolutely. Yeah, because those are really sensitive, you know, um, topics that cannot be handled by someone from the outside. Okay. Yeah. It just cannot. I mean, usually just, they can't because they just they just don't they just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to to the show to be successful and to be funny without being offensive, that's gonna be the the, the real thing here. It's like <laughs> being funny without being offensive and um, honestly being anything and not being offensive, touching on issues and not yeah. offending. Yeah. Not offending anybody. Not silencing people for being mad or anything. Like I would like that type of show. This is what I would love to watch. Okay. Like or Netflix. I think yeah, Netflix can do great show too. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix can produce it or HBO. Yeah. One or the other. Um, mine is quick. I would. Mine could be a show or um, like a movie. Hopefully, like a franchise. But honestly, I just would like to see um, a honestly what I'm envisioning and what you know. Hopefully, maybe one day I can bring to fruition. I want to see some sci-fi type shit with an openly gay protagonist. You know, yeah. I don't want none of that. Is he or isn't he? Or, you know, we, he's <laughs> gay, but he don't never have nobody. He don't never have no sex scenes or stuff like that because they're trying to keep it, you know, palatable. I want like a just a nitty gritty. Like I'm thinking Underworld with a gay main character. Ooh. You know or what think I mean? Of- yeah, or perhaps like Doctor Who, but with a black gay man. Yeah, perhaps. I'm any of those. Doctor Who, those. you know, one of the superheroes mm, from the MCU. Just everything. something like that where you know the person is gay. You don't have to worry about, wonder about it. But that at the same time, and then you have to, you have to toe that line of their sexuality is acknowledged, but it's not a plot device. It's not a main, like, okay, I'm not being chased by goblins because I'm gay or no mm. weird shit like that. 
Okay, that's you cool. That, I would the reason love. why I said a series is because as a gay black man, I would want to see a gay black man, but at the same time, I want to see everybody. Like I would love to. I would love to see a transgender superhero. I, personally. Ooh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So that's a, that may be an element of the series, or maybe you know what I mean. Maybe it's like an an, an anthology type thing on HBO mm. or, or FX, where okay, this season is going to be a gay black man. Next season is going to be a trans woman. The next season is going to be a lesbian because I feel like lesbians don't get. They're just due. It's like lesbians, I feel no, like don't. in the media, they are used exhaustively for like emotional baggage. And, and they are, you know what I mean? Because it's like every time you see some lesbians in something, it's, it's so emotional and dramatic. And it's like, I would just like to see some lesbians kicking some ass. Well, there's, um, I don't know if you watch the show Black Lightning on I CW. I have not. I know you that should watch. I've been meaning because, to, but I'm trash. Yeah, but I know there's a the, lesbian black woman on there. Yeah, she's, a, so she's a daughter. It's mm. moving in, you know what I mean? Like I said, that's moving in the direction, but Mm-mm. at the same time, but she's not the star. She's not. Mm, she. And no, I don't want to like give it too much because I don't want to spoil it for you. She's supporting cast, I know, but when I say the star, I mean like I black lightning. Black yeah. lightning okay, okay. is not her. Is what I'm saying. You know True. what I mean? Like when I, when you say the titular character, I want mm-hmm. it to be that person. If it was mm-hmm. a Black Panther, I would want Black Panther. I want, I don't want them to be an ancillary character or a part of a trio, but you still have that main character is the straight person. I will, I want someone yeah. from the community yeah, yeah. to be that main person. To be the main person, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree there. Okay, last question, and then we can get out of here because we have been jaw the fuck jacking. Okay. <laughs> Back to the queen. The one only. Rank these Beyonce featuring Jay-Z songs. That is important. It's Beyonce featuring Jay-Z. Jay-Z, yes. From most to least favorite. So, Deja Vu, Drunk in Love, Mm. Upgrade You, Mm. and Crazy in Love. Okay, so that's hard for me because... One of my favorite Jay-Z, Beyonce songs is not on there. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's how I like it from Didn't oh, Love. Oh, I, I didn't put that on there on purpose because I hate that fucking song. <laughs> I love it so much. I despise Girl. that song. Like that, okay. that is definitely in my top three of all time Beyonce songs that I hate. Really? It's so good. I hate okay, that song. whatever. Sorry, you don't have to deal with the four that I listed because I don't like that song. <laughs> and it's my uh, show. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but and how about Bunny and Clyde though? Don't don't you like it this one as well? That's not a Beyonce featuring Jay Z. Oh, yeah, it's a Jay-Z. Okay. Jay Z featuring all right. Beyonce. All right, all right, all right. Uh so first is Upgrade You for me. Okay. Like, I can um, dig that. Upgrade You is my shit. So yeah. Uh then I don't know. From the Okay. Drunk in Love. Then Crazy in love and then deja vu. Okay. For me. Okay. Because I feel as though um deja vu and crazy in love are the ones that, you know, are everywhere. And because I've listened to them so many times, like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a great is the one song that get me my booty shaking and I could not just not dance when I hear this song. Like yeah. I, it's a whole core to it that I know 
and then I could perform everywhere at any time of the day. So a yeah. rage is like the number one, one of my top five, you know, Beyonce song ever. So yeah. yeah. I think I agree with your listing. Although, I mean, depending on my mood, Deja mm-hmm. Vu and Crazy Love may switch. But yeah. you know, and before y'all get out your pitchforks and mm. your torches mm. and your mean Twitter um threads, I I just I don't go up for deja vu like a lot of gays do. Yeah, so I don't t- that's why it's lower on my li- I like the song. I liked it, but I remember as a kid not being as crazy as I should be about it. I remember being like, uh, I don't like this one that much. You know right. what I mean? Because when I heard when I listened to B Day and I heard Upgrade You, I was like, Well, I'm I'm for Upgrade You. Like First, Deja yeah. Vu is cute, but it's mm. not it's not number it's one not for upgrade, me. Yeah. To me, yeah. for me, by me, Fubu. Yeah. Boo-boo. So, yeah. but yeah, I agree. Upgrade You is definitely up. But, and I almost didn't put, even put Upgrade You on this list. But, mm. you know. Anyway, so with that being said, you guys, that is going to wrap up this episode of Gay Side Stories. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tell people where they can find you and your podcast, Esteemed Guest. Okay, so you can find my podcast on Twitter at get into it uh not get into pod and i'm insta at get into it pod um you know i'm everywhere you can find podcasts from you know apple music acast guys but whatever everywhere um and if you want to look something pretty go on the tumblr of the show it's called get into world and it's really pretty so if you, you know want to have pretty look at it you might get your life on there come on visuals yeah, girl, I'm working the visuals. All right. Beyonce taught me. I'm here for it. All right, you guys, remember, go to GaySideStories.com for more information. Email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com. You can follow and interact on Twitter and Instagram. It's at GaySideStories. Facebook.com slash GaySideStories. And the Facebook group is hashtag GaySidePod. The show, you can find it pretty much everywhere that uh, Falu just said. Mm. Acast, whatever else you just said, because I can't remember. Stitcher, all of those good Alpha. things. Make yeah. sure that you it... are subscribed and mm. listening. Hopefully, you guys listen every week. Yes, if you like what I am doing, you like what you hear, you want to encourage me, the best way to do so is to head on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever app will let you leave a review. It helps with the visibility and all of that good stuff. You hear this on every podcast. Guys, I know I don't need to say it, but we encourage you to do so because it really does yes. help with our numbers and more people being exposed to the shows that we are doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. You could be listening to any podcast, but you took this hour and a half, give or take, to listen to this one, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as thank always, you for having me. no, no, no. Thank you for coming. You know, this was a collaboration that was in the mix. And so I'm glad that we were able to do it. Yeah, me too. And I'm I had really fun. And I feel like the conversation that we had was just real dope. Hopefully there were some gems in there. If there were, tweet them to us. I'm going to steal that little bit from Kevin over at the <laughs> outline. You know, if I said anything or if we said anything that you were like, "Ooh, come on, preach, then go ahead and yes. tweet it. Yeah. And as always, remember the lost commandment, thou shalt protect thy walls, walls. or they will crumble. We crumble. Have your ass out here looking the fuck stupid. Mm-hmm. And we are Stop. out. Bye.
Bye, guys. Bye.